Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping product-based business owners turn into revenue-generating, successful, happy product bosses. I'm Jacqueline Snyder. And I'm Nina Kunlosita. Together through digital courses, coaching, and masterminds, we've helped over 50,000 students from startup to multi-million dollar businesses scale their sales while blending in their dream life. It gets lonely out there in the product business world. We fully believe a business shouldn't be built alone. There's room at the top for all of us. So let's get scrappy and creative together, Product Boss, to be profitable, make more sales, and grow your visibility. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey, friends, it's podcast recommendation time. This month, we're all about listening to Another Bite, hosted by John Dick, Jory Monroe, Leslie Green, and Ariel Boswell, which is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Each week, they break down episodes of everyone's favorite business television show, Shark Tank. No kidding, this sounds like the most amazing podcast because they offer their own unique thoughts, spinoff companies, critiques, and even talk with some of the folks who pitched the sharks and lived to tell the tale. I will tell you, Nina, this sounds like me just in general when I watched the show. Yeah, absolutely. We really enjoyed one of their most recent episodes where they discuss Glow Recipe and how they have built a customer-first community in the skincare industry through opening up that two-way communication channel between them and their customers, which as you know, for product-based business owners is key. Listen to Another Bite wherever you get your podcasts. Hey friends, we're so excited to bring you another episode today. And today is really special for me because it is with my friend, past neighbor, past Jersey girl. She's gone back to New York City. I've gone back to LA, but we have... She's amazing. She's a beauty product expert, has her own beautiful brand that she sold in stores like Sephora. And today she's going to talk all about how to get into a big box retailer and perhaps the experience that she had with... um, selling to Sephora. So I would love to welcome Aggie Burnett of ABC Creative. Welcome, Aggie. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mina. Thanks, Jacqueline, for having me. I'm so excited to yeah. be here. I'm such a I'm here fan too, of everybody. Oh, that girl? <laughs> no, I, wanted, I said we. Oh, 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 hi. Hi, hi, guys. I'm here too. Sorry. Um, I no, so but I would, I would like to say that this is actually... I love being on this podcast. Episode, insert me note right here. Because um, <laughs> Aggie has felt like an elusive dream made up person that Jacqueline talks about as her neighbor. Now it's confirmed she does it, you know, for real exists. And she truly is a, you know, uh, beauty expert. So I'm, I'm glad that I could bring all of you and myself into this mix. <laughs> Yay. So happy to be here. And I'm so happy to meet Mina too, because she's like this elusive, amazing girl boss person that um, Jacqueline's always told me about. And now I get to meet you in person, or in person virtually. Yeah. So tell us about your company, what you do now and tell us about everything. <laughs> yeah, sure. So EB Creative, we started in 2017 and we help um, break through um, uh, cult status beauty brands. So Brands that are looking to start, grow, and scale, um, particularly brands that are creating products themselves versus and or like customizing, you know, with a formulator, customizing off the shelf rather than like private label. So we really specialize and partner with with brand founders that um, are customizing and personalizing their products. Maybe their makers. Maybe they're partnering with a formulator. And typically, too, they are self-funded, um, self-funded brands. Because I, we, our brand was self-funded as well. 
So tell us about your brand. So, um, well, Nomatera, we launched it back in 2011. And it's a fragrance brand that um, my husband and I actually started together as a team. And within, you know, at, we, we actually started by creating and concocting fragrances inside our 300 square foot apartment. Um, and our neighbors used to think that there was like a meth lab happening in our <laughs> building. In New York. <laughs> in New York, because you, you smell it down the hallway. And um, and that's how we got started. So we started sending it out to friends and family. Um, we, you know, made sure made sure we that we worked with focus groups, and then we started pitching it. We started pitching it to different retailers. And Sephora was always like the dream retailer. It was like the one. It was our end goal. It was our destination. I had it written all over, like in lipstick on my mirror in my apartment. And um, so we pitched them, and within. I think within a few months we heard we heard back. It was actually a weird process uh, where we sent a package over to a buyer that we found on LinkedIn, but it was the wrong buyer. But that buyer was kind enough to say, "Hey, this is really interesting because we had created these fragrance wipes that were on the go, great for travel. We were both traveling quite a bit, and I was like, "Hmm, this doesn't exist in the in the market. There's a white space for this. Let's create it." And we did, and we sent it off to this buyer. And lo and behold, she's not the right person. <laughs> However, she's like, let me pass this along to the right person. Um, so she passed this along to somebody else. And then that person ended up giving us a call in the middle of like, I think it was March on a cold day. I, I think it was like right approaching like spring. And I remember getting the call and I thought it was a prank call. I was like, where's Ashton? <laughs> so, That's but it was real. I mean, you know, it just goes to show you that you don't have to have like the perfect recipe. Honestly, that probably worked out to your advantage because like um, it was kind of like getting your foot in the door with one buyer and then that other buyer, you know, who's getting sent all the right things, probably it was, it was, this was brought in from a different buyer. So worked out no matter what. And that was amazing. Um, so tell us like what, what happened with the wipes? Like what happened with that now? So we, um, it was a two year process to actually get it indoors. A lot of things happen with, within that time frame. We So can I just pause that really fast? So yeah, from please. getting to the buyer and the buyer giving you the call in March, it took two yeah. years to get it into the stores? Yes, correct. Okay, so yes, That's let's go correct. through that. Because this, yeah. this is a big piece of knowledge I think people think. Sephora called. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I'm shipping it next week. There. And maybe that happens, but from what I've heard from like other colleagues who've gotten their brands into Neiman's or Nordstrom's or Sephora, it does typically take a longer period of time and they do move slower. And part of that was like, we were an earlier, younger brand and, you know, we hadn't built that trust and credibility enough yet. There were packaging changes that they wanted us to make. So we needed to like go back to our graphic designer, make the changes that they wanted, make those adjustments, send it back to their team. And their team was actually great. Their buying team is is um, is relatively good with like younger brands. They if they see potential, they'll they'll support you, they'll nurture you, they'll provide feedback. So they would throughout the journey. However, <laughs> however, the buyers will change yes. oftentimes. So they'll mm. leave and then they'll go somewhere else. And then when you start all over again, you're like, hey, like this is where we were where we left at, you know, left off with the previous buyer, you know, and kind of we have to update them on what was happening. And that's tough because sometimes like who who's 
like, how would they believe us? You know what I mean? I mean, granted, we have proof in the emails, but they basically start from zero. So it's like starting all over again, starting all over again, eventually through a lot of follow-up, a lot of follow-up, a lot of follow-up. We, we were able to kind of finalize everything with the business development team. And we're sl- we were slated for an August launch for the wipes um, in the beauty to go section. So what happens with that? Okay, so the beauty to go section, um, what does that look like then? They've, they, do they pay you after you ship? Like what was a, that kind of order look like? How many doors did you get into? Can you it share was those? all doors nationwide. All doors, so how many? Three, I think it was like 360 doors at the time. It was a lot. It was a lot of doors. Um, I remember the PO, gosh, I wish I had pulled it up, pulled up the details. Um but did they order how thousands many? of them? Like how many per oh store? Yeah. Like? yeah. Yeah. It was like, I think it was like 40, like something like 40,000. Wow. Maybe it was, it was a big, it was a big order. And then we had to ship it to different warehouses um, as well. Um, so actually originally they had asked us to ship it to multiple warehouses and we negotiated it down to two because it would have cost us a lot more money to try and service all of those different warehouses. Um, it just wasn't feasible. We we self funded um, the brand, you know, with our wedding money. So, um, you know, we needed to make sure, like anything we could, you know, negotiate was negotiable. Organizing and growing your business can be difficult, especially when you're wearing all the hats and doing all the things. Absolutely. As much as I love hats, I don't love wearing all of them. So one of the most difficult things about having a product-based business is finding time to make sure your business is organized while still growing. But don't worry, because we have a recommendation that will make it easier for you to accomplish both. Yeah. If you want to organize your business, you need a CRM. If you actually want to grow your business, you need HubSpot CRM. With HubSpot, your sales, marketing, customer service, and ops teams will have access to all the same dynamically updated data. So they won't get their wires crossed on where a customer is in their journey or how to convert them. Plus, HubSpot CRM is easy to buy and easy to use. So you don't have to waste valuable time with a learning curve or managing software. And you start seeing value right away. Learn more about how HubSpot can help you grow better at HubSpot.com. Hey friends, are you unsure of what to say on social media or what to even send in your weekly emails? Well, what if creating content could be easy? Would you be looking for a shortcut to creating consistent content? Yes, consistent content, because you know consistency is key. Well, let me tell you, you are not alone when you feel like you're struggling on what to post or what to write in emails. And we know that you have that product part of your business down. But as you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that to get more people to your products, to buy your products, you need to create great content. I know, I see. I keep saying content, and that's the dreaded C word. And we can't tell you how many product bosses tell us that they want to create great content for their audience and their customers, but they don't know what to say, or they are so busy, they can't find the time, or they really, really, really don't want to be the face of their brand. Well, no worries, because that's exactly why we created a year of content. It is your shortcut to creating consistent, content that resonates with your audience and brings more loyal customers who can't wait to buy your products. 
If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayearofcontent.com. They reimburse you typically, right? For your shipping costs or how did that work? And you don't have to give us the details of your credit card or anything like that. I'm just saying like overall. (laughs) Please. Um, uh, (laughs) I would like to know if, because you're self-funded and I want people to hear this, typically what happens is that you pay for the production. So you come up with the money and they don't pay for it till afterwards. Is that what happened in your case? Yes. Yes. So they, and they actually, what's interesting is in the contract, they give you a discount for delivering it. Um, if they, sorry, if they pay you on time. So if they pay you on time or if they pay you a little bit early, they give themselves a discount, which is like crazy, right? Like that's not something we... They're like, we're actually going to take money off because we're paying you on time. (laughs) Exactly. Like what? But uh, honestly, like the the good thing is, is I think it was net 30 and they, it was net 30 in the end. Um, They placed the PO. This is where it kind of got tricky. And I want, you know, kind of the listeners to, to be mindful of this. They'll give you a lead time. Like a big box retailer may give you a really tight lead time. This isn't just something that happened with me, but a friend of mine who recently got into anthropology, same thing happened to her where they gave her like a 10 week, eight to 10 week lead time. And that's negotiable. Like you can go back and say, Hey, this isn't feasible for us. Like, can we extend it to 12 weeks? We need an extra two weeks. We do not place the PO with your manufacturer until you have uh, the PO in hand from the big box retailer, because things will like at the last minute, they may replace you. And so I think I, I hear a lot of like kind of horror stories where people will place, <laughs> uh, like they'll they'll like order a huge amount of inventory to Mina's point, and then they're like stuck with the inventory because they didn't get a PO um, in writing, and it, the deal didn't go through. So we were like, we're not moving forward. They'd actually pull us. They're like, move forward. You can go move forward with your manufacturer. We're like, no, no, no. We need a PO in in our inbox before we give the okay. Because that's and we like a legal to, binding contract. Right. Like For if sure. they yeah. changed it, you could always take them to court and, and go. And that's and that's one of the big things I think for everyone to think about. Like everything should be written. Like there should be yeah. purchase orders, signed purchase orders. If you get a credit card authorization form, it's signed. Like everything Absolutely. needs to be signed so that if someone falls through on their side of the contract, do you have something to go off of? Especially with big box. I'm going to do three takeaways for our listeners so we can do a little bit of a rundown. One was fortune was in the follow-up because, you know, even with Aggie, she had a follow-up with new buyers all the time. And I bet you so many brands drop off in that process because they don't expect it to be two years. Two is that get everything in writing because you don't want to send anything to production that you end up getting stuck with and everything does need to be in writing, even you know from email to contract. And third, um, what was my third one? I had it in the tip of my tongue. It was, um, what are we talking about? Oh, everything is negotiable. So, yes. you know, it can be the contract where it is, you know, not 10 weeks, but 12 weeks. Or, I mean, to be honest, you can walk away from the deal too, right? Not shipping to all the places, but shipping to two places, right? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, no, it's true though. Like everything's like, you can walk away at the end of the day too. Like, and sometimes like I'll have clients that come to me and say, hey, like I have, I started conversations with this big box retailer. Like, what do you think? And like, based off of, if I know their business well enough, I'll, I might tell them, no, it's not mm-hmm. time yet. Just wait. Because 
they may not have the infrastructure and the systems and the processes to support partnering with a big box retailer. Or, or I'll tell them, hey, why don't you start with pilot doors, like 10 doors to begin with versus like 300, like what we did. Um, learning lesson. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say I've done the same thing. I remember I had a client that was approached by Bloomingdale's and she didn't have the cash to go into production on this clothing line. And so she's like, I'm not, she chose, I'm not going to refinance my house to get the cash and capital to go into production. Now, I don't want any of this to stop any of you that have big dreams because the other side is right now, we have a masterminder. We have two masterminders in our um, mastermind. One is in long-term talks with Target. And if and when that deal comes through, we're coaching through how they can get the funds to go through with it, right? And then the other... And they're doing the same thing that you're doing, figuring out packaging and cap. Like, how is this going to stand in the store? Things that they didn't have to do before selling to Target. The other company we we are helping sells to Pottery Barn Kids. But that's more of like a drop shipping option. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's that option too. Yeah. And so then... And then the the benefits to that and the drop shipping is great because she only has to send out production when people order it. So there's a lot of things here. I think the thing I like about you, Aggie, is when you're a New Yorker, you're a first-generation American. Or were you even born here or you were born in Poland? I was not born here. I was born in Poland and I came here when I was one. Okay, so... Hmm. You're re- you're being immigrant then. Immigrant. You know, or, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You and, are... Well, you're the same as my husband, right? Um, it, there's so many different phrases of that. So, you know. I know. Is it like firstborn or like... I yeah, never yeah. Uh-huh. Out which <laughs> but you're uh-huh. growing up here and you've learned to ask her what you want or problem solve and figure it out. I think that's like a, a, a superpower that the three of us have. And I'm going to just give a quick story because all of this links back to you finding someone on LinkedIn is... You messaged me during the pandemic, somewhere in 2020, where you're like, hey, Jacqueline, I kind of do what you do in beauty and I'm moving to New Jersey. And um, I don't know if you knew, I think you said you knew kind of about where I lived based on what I was posting. Yeah, you, you had said something in a pod, in, in this podcast. I remember <laughs> listening because my friend turned me on to your podcast. Actually, my one of my team members turned me on to your podcast. And she was like, hey, you should listen to this. And then I listened to an episode. And one of the episodes was like something about like a diner or something. I'm like, wait a second. I just went to that. Like I just moved to Jersey. I'm like, huh, I wonder if she lives close by. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let me reach out. It was a diner. New Jersey, you know, don't don't hold back <laughs> on what you're saying. There's a gazette. They're known for their diners. So it There's could a be lot of diners. Diner for it's all true. we know, thousands of diners. But what I loved is like you messaged me, and then I remember being weird stalker and being like, "Do you live at this house or this house?" And da da da. And I was like asking you, I was voice messaging her and being like, basically, give me your address. And then she kind of told me, "Well, I moved on to this street," and I was like, "Oh my god, you're ten houses away from me!" Like I walked by her house every single day to take my kids to school. So kismet. But the fact that we, you know, we were both doing very similar things. We, you were my friend in in real life that we got to talk about this kind of business together. But your tenacity, your thinking brain of figuring things out and then going for it, right? Like messaging me and saying like, hey, do we live near each other? Messaging, because it's equal to messaging a LinkedIn, you know, Sephora buyer, of course, no. Um, (laughs) Sephora, um, asking for what you want, negotiating, all of these things are like superpowers that not everybody feels that they have. So it's just really impressive what you've done. I think everyone has that super... Thank you for saying that. But also... I think everyone has that superpower in them. Yes. You know what I mean? And I think it's it's a it's a matter of like resilience and leaning into, and we've talked about this too, like leaning into like what's the bigger vision? What's the bigger mission? Like 
you can't keep going. You're going to burn out really quickly if you don't have a bigger purpose or a bigger mission for why you're even doing this in the first place. Like that's what gets us going. And that kind of that perseverance and that resilience is really what, what gets us through the challenging times, challenging times, the hard times. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit more about um, just what you do now, like not what you do now, but did you close the business down? So we still have it, but we're in the process of selling it. Um, We were approached by a company um, to um, sell the IP. Amazing. But you, but you do, you coach hundreds of beauty brands, right? And I actually don't think we've ever talked about this, but in your bio, it says Arcana, you coach them. Yeah. Yeah. I am like I, a raving fan that we have to talk about no this way. on the other side. Oh my gosh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, they're like, um, they're like my favorite. I actually was just um messaging with Chanel because I'm like, I need a routine, like an arcana routine for my mom for, for the holiday season. Um, but yeah, I do um kind of all of their sort of marketing and sales strategy. Um, I support the whole team, um, helping them with like man, like figuring out what projects that we're going to be working on for 2023. For example, we just did a 90 minute intensive with them just to kind of map out the whole year. And um, they've been just such a great, incredible uh, brand to work with because I'm such a huge fan of their brand. And like, and they're also like, they really started from the ground up, like from nothing. And they grew such a Chanel and the team grew such a big business. I mean, they're in Nordstrom's and Ulta and... They have a spa. That's I, I've I've known about them since they would only sell to the Ojai Valley Inn and Spa, and oh, they amazing a product there, and that was what they would use. And then eventually, I found them at Nordstrom's, and then Nordstrom's does free facials if you spend a certain amount of money. So I'd always get our yes. facials. Yes, yes, I am That's like the amazing. true customer. Wait, we need to talk about this. <laughs> yes. I don't want to take up airtime. Like, yeah, but we need to I talk think so <laughs> because we do have to wrap up. Um, I think we. I would love to know. I mean, that is. Uh, fantastic on what our listeners could do to reach out to you. Like how, what is it that they can reach out to you for and how can, um, how what do you would work you with recommend? Beauty brands? Yeah. How do you work with them? Like, how can we start sending people your way? What do you, what do you do for them? Yeah. So um, thanks for asking. Uh, mm-hmm. But we typically, so there's a few different ways that we work and there's brands that are like really early stage emerging brands and they just want to figure out the foundational pieces of their business. And a big thing that I really stress and focus on is positioning. So creating a category of one, how do you create a category of one? Um, And working on the positioning um, to make them fill a white space that doesn't currently exist in the market. So that's kind of my specialty. And we do that. uh, We do that plus messaging, um, we work on the email marketing strategy, the go-to-market strategy, um, inside C2C, which is kind of like my um, cornerstone signature group program for BD-specific brands who are just getting started. Um, they're probably in that first first year, second, third year in business, and they're ready to like hit that 10K, mar- uh, 10K a month mark. And then um, I do also one-on-one coaching um, and strategy work like with Arcana. Um, where we'll work for like a much longer term, let's say a year um, or longer um, on coaching and strategy work. So what do we need to do? What projects do we need to do in order to scale the business to the next level? Amazing. And it's so good. So I great. mean, no, being a fan of a brand that you've coached for so long, knowing you personally, we've had a lot of discussions like beauty brands like Aggie is the person. 
Um, and just also you've walked it, you've walked the talk, right? You're self-funded out of your 300 square foot New York apartment, making deals happen with Sephora. I mean, just really incredible what you've done. Well, that's that's why I resonated too with with you and Mina because you've done it yourselves. Like you get it. It's it's not like, oh, let me just kind of learn this and then teach it. It's like, no, you've gone through the pains, the troubles. And there's a sense of empathy that you have when you um, go through some of those challenges. There's a sense of empathy that you understand where that person's coming from. And you're not going to be like, hey, yeah, just spend like 20K on this PR like luncheon. Yeah. Um, you're going to find more creative guerrilla marketing ideas for getting your brand out there without necessarily just like working over that kind of money. Yep. 100%. Sure. So tell our listeners how they can connect with you, where they can find you, and how they can work with you. Sure. Um, so abcreativenyc.com. I'm also including a freebie specifically for the product boss. It's 30 positioning shifts um, and strategies that will help you um, really create that category of one brand. Um, and then we are um, also launching a mastermind as well, specifically for six and seven figure brands um, who are looking to scale their businesses. And everything can be found on abcreativenyc.com. Or I guess... What about um, the opt-in? Should we do you have the opt-in one or we'll get that later and put it in the show notes? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we'll put yeah, everything totally. in the show notes. Are you, do you want them to follow you on Instagram? Do you want to throw out your Instagram handle? Sure. Yeah. It's, okay. um, AB, I just changed it. ABCreativeNYC. Or yeah, ABCreativeNYC. Okay. All right. We'll it used to be Aggie for Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll change, we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> Aggie, thank you for being on with us. So amazing to Thanks. see you and share all okay. your amazing knowledge with our listeners. Thanks for having me. This is such a such a joyful time to to and to share kind of you know my journey and then also get to connect with both of you yeah oh my gosh our, <laughs> our listeners are going to love it so thank you so much aggie it was so nice to finally get to meet you you know in over zoom and <laughs> in hopefully person. someday in person yeah. i know exactly <laughs> all right thank you bye. ladies thank you bye Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.